YouTube is the most mind-blowing lead source that I've ever seen. Um, and that's why I've gone all in on it. The lead quality is extremely high. My price point in 2020 went up over $150,000, not only because the market went up, but primarily because I was working with higher end buyers. So the question is this, how do most agents find the secrets to succeed in today's competitive real estate market, especially when the top agents are keeping those secrets to themselves? That's the question, and this podcast will give you the answer. Hi, I'm Aaron Amuchastegui, and welcome to Real Estate Rockstars. Real Estate Rockstars, this is Aaron Amuchastegui, ready for another episode of the Real Estate Rockstars radio podcast. Today, I'm interviewing Cody Steck. Cody's from Salt Lake City, Utah. Solo agent out there doing some really cool numbers, some really fun technology to get there. We're about to jump into it. Cody, how's it going? Good, man. Thanks for having me on. I'm excited to be here. Yeah. How, how long have you been an agent? I've been in the business for about six and a half years now um, and enjoyed every minute of it. You know, It's a business where it's hard to get started, but then once you're in it day by day, the longer you're in it, the easier it gets. Yeah. Uh, why wh- did you get into real estate? <laughs> Good question. So I actually got into real estate. Um, it was always a goal of mine to purchase my first house uh, as young as possible. I don't know why, but when I graduated high school, I thought, you know, that seems like the American dream. Let's go for it. Let's try and purchase a house. So I uh, saved up some money, ended up buying a townhome, nothing fancy, rough part of town, whatever, but it was mine. You know, I was able to afford it. So I uh, got into that place actually ended up paying one mortgage payment and then realized, wait, this kind of sucks. I have to pay this whole mortgage payment by myself. And um, that's like half my income. So realized that that wasn't you know, something I you know, was really comfortable with, I guess, and uh, ended up getting a couple roommates. And I realized that this was a three bedroom place. I had two roommates and I was in the third bedroom. And I realized that even after the roommates, I was only paying $200 a month to live in this place. I thought that was pretty good. It got me thinking, hey, I could actually move back in with my parents where I was living before and uh, rent out my room. And now I'm cash flowing 200 bucks a month um, for renting out my room. So I actually kind of got started on the investment side. I didn't end up doing that, but it just got my head spinning about the possibilities of real estate and being a landlord and kind of the investment side of things. And that led me down a path to exploring real estate further in depth. And um, eventually it just led to me getting my license because I enjoyed the process so much and uh, saw a bright opportunity there and, and had to go for it. Yeah. And so with, with that first, that was like your first investment, what, what job did you have at that time? Yeah. So <laughs> funny enough, I was actually in school, I was in college mm-hmm. um, and also working at a go-kart racetrack. Uh, I was making about 12, 13 bucks an hour. So a couple hundred bucks a month at that time was uh, a life changer. You know, it was a big deal. Yeah, that's fascinating that they even you could even get approved for a loan to buy a house uh, back then. You're like a student and working a job, but the but depending yeah. on the house, depending on, on what's out there, the there's all sorts of options for it. I think people get discouraged and think they need a different job to buy a house or they need to save up a lot more money. And there's so many options out there. So what was your first year like in real estate? So when you first got started, did you, where, where'd you go? Where'd you go to work? what did you experience over those first few months? Yeah. So um, a couple of guys that I got linked up with on the investment side, they were doing flips and rentals and you know they were years ahead of where I was at. Um, but everybody kept saying, hey, go join a team. You, know, you can go into this business by yourself and some people will make it, but most people need a team. They need a brokerage behind them that gives them training and has the hoorah meetings and whatever. So that's the route that I ended up going. I joined a team. 
and was on that team for about a year and actually jumped around to a couple of different teams over the years. But um, starting out on that, that first team was um, crucial for me to have success. I, I know for a fact I wouldn't be in this business if I wasn't on the team, just because they provided me with leads, they provided me with business. And I think most importantly, kind of the support and the consistency of um, you know, showing up every single day, which is so important in real estate. How'd you get your first deal? Uh, so at the time, most of the leads we we're working were from Facebook. So we're, uh, the team leader was generating a ton of Facebook leads. And, uh, you know, I think most people are probably familiar with that if they've been in the business a little while. Uh, people go to the website, sign up, submit their name, phone number, email, that type of stuff. And then we reach out to them and say, hey, saw you looking at some houses. How can we help? And uh, so I actually did Facebook leads pretty heavily for the first three or four years. So the, your, so your first deal was from that? It was, yeah. How much did, and what was the cost like of that? How much did you, like, <laughs> what, what, like did it pay for itself? Yeah. So I was actually getting the leads from the team leader. So he was spending the money to generate the leads. So I didn't have any advertising costs on my end. The first deal, I'm trying to think back. I mean, it was probably, it, it was a condo. Um, I sold it for, I want to say it was like 200,000, maybe 220, somewhere in there. So the commission was about 7,000 um, or maybe just under, I guess. And after it was all said and done, I think I took home 2,100 bucks. So uh, obviously splits, team lead, franchise fee, all that stuff I had to pay was, you know, <laughs> and then taxes on top of it. So yeah, taking home 2,100 bucks was a little bit rough, but uh, it was a learning opportunity. Yeah. the That's a really interesting, like real numbers and real things to share there, right? Like joining a team, the advantages, they brought you leads, they brought you deals, they went and paid for the leads, they went and invested. But then at the end of the day, when that commission 7,000 and you keep 2,100, you're like, as you're doing that math, you're like, huh? So yeah. the, so you did that for the, the first year. What, what, how did you get your, uh, like your leads, more deals on like years two and three? Yeah. So um, after about a, just over a year on that team, I actually made a transition to another team um, to work with an individual who was selling um, new construction. So this other team leader had, I, I'd known him from where I grew up. Uh, he was in the neighborhood and eventually he saw me get in the business and started kind of having very small success and said, uh, he called me up one day and said, Hey, I need another agent. You know, I've got this opportunity. Let's see if it's a fit. And I decided, yeah, this is a fit. Let's go do this because he had an opportunity where uh, he was selling new construction, but it, he wasn't tied in with the builder. You know, a lot of other, a lot of big builders have it in-house where they've got their own agents. But what this guy had was he had a couple of relationships with like medium-sized builders where we could sell their inventory, but then also have the freedom to go out and do our own business on the side. So that was a huge driver for me to um, join the team. Actually, ironically enough, uh, the project that I was on kept getting pushed back. We had delays. There was development delays utility, you know, bringing the utilities in on the property, there was delays there. So it actually took nine months before closing a deal um, from that new construction. But during the meantime, I mean, I was uh, at that point, I'd moved on to generating my own Facebook leads, getting into the advertising, all that stuff, um, and doing open houses to kind of support myself during that, that transition. So I can, even though I was kind of selling new construction, I was more so continuing on open houses uh, and mostly Facebook leads. Do you still buy any Facebook leads? Nope. I gave all that up about two and a half years ago. All right. I'm sure we're going to get get into that. How many deals you do a year? Um, last year, I did about 32. This year, I'll probably do 30 to 35. What's the average sales price? Um, average sales price, it's gone up pretty significantly. I'd have to check to... Um, it's been a few months since I looked, but it's probably somewhere between 6 and 650. Okay. 
So 30 trans transactions, 600 to 650. The, and now you're a solo agent. So you're not sharing uh, revenue with any other team member. Do you have yeah. employees? Do you have people on your team? Do you have expenses that, that do cut out of that GCI? Uh, so I've just got some small expenses through my brokerage, just like most people do. And then I do have a couple of virtual assistants that I work with. I've actually got two VAs um, that are incredible and really cheap. So that's something that I've used to leverage my business. And it's been awesome, you know, because hiring, especially right now, um, I mean, hiring an assistant, it's going to cost you $15, $18, $20 an hour. And that's, you know, even though I'm making really good money, that still seems really daunting to me. Um, I've done it in the past. I did have an assistant, uh, you know, a local, you know, US-based assistant for about a year and a half. And um, I wasn't making any money, you know, for the work that I was putting in, I just wasn't making money. And um, so I just, just said, hey, I need to make a, a change here and uh, ended up going with the VA. So I've actually got two VAs right now, super cheap, really affordable, and they still produce great work. How'd you find the VAs? I actually found them through a placement system uh, that a buddy of mine runs. He runs a company called Sphere Rocket. Uh, not a not a plug or anything, but great company. If anybody's looking to get a VA, that's definitely where I'd go. Um, he basically sources these VAs. You pay him a finder's fee and they handle all the interviewing. They do a lot of the upfront work. And yeah, that's how I found both of them. Cool. Yeah. There's so many different versions of that now, right? You can hire somebody on Upwork yourself and do the interviews mm -hmm. and you get to have essentially no fees, but it takes some effort. Um, that one that you've got, it's, it's, it's like almost like a headhunter onboarding system, but the, but they get yeah. to go, go through that. There's other companies, my outdesk where they are essentially, they employ the outsourcer and then they run them through their software. They kind of manage them for you and they send you an invoice once a month. So many options out there for VAs yeah. that can really help grow teams. I've got a lot of VAs. Uh, I've used, I use a few different systems for the, I use all those different systems for them. Uh, I've hired different ones from different places and I think that it can really help grow the business. So when yeah. you were, so a couple of years ago, you were still paying for leads. What do you think you yep. were, did you ever analyze like how much, what expenses you had per deal? Like how, like how, what your cost per lead cost per phone call was and how many calls yeah. you were actually completing? <laughs> yeah, I did. I went pretty in depth. I mean, I, I broke it down from uh, how much it cost me to close a deal how much I was making per phone call or per appointment I was able to set. I broke it down pretty far. It's been a, a couple of years since I looked at the numbers, but um, I was spending somewhere between seven and $900 per closing um, on Facebook leads. So it was seven to $900 plus all of the uh, you know time and effort that goes into following up with those leads. And that was, that was a big part of it was just all the time that goes into it, which at some point, you know, especially for, kind of intermediate to more advanced agents. I think that's something that a lot of people uh, don't focus on. They don't, they don't learn how to leverage their time. They don't learn how to outsource or value their time in the sense that, um, you know, making the best use of it. So that was the other half of the equation that I really looked at for myself was it's not just the seven to $900. Now it's going to be, you know, seven to $900 plus maybe 20 to 30 hours of follow-up just to get one deal um, even though I'm calling through hundreds of leads. So I think that's another big part of it. Real estate rock stars. This is Aaron Amuchastegui for a quick commercial break. So during 2020 and 2021, the real estate market completely changed. There's so much competition in the market, so many people trying to buy and sell houses, but there's hardly any supply, hardly any product, hardly anyone willing to list their homes. It's time for every agent out there to become a hybrid agent investor to be able to reach out directly to homeowners to try to get them to sell or list their house. 
We've got a new website. Go to leadpropeller.com and you can set up your own investor buyer website in just minutes. You'll set up your own URL, set up phone numbers, help go through the leads, help reach out to people that aren't listing their pro their property currently and have them fill out a form that says, hey, I want to sell my house. And then as an agent, you can go through and make them a hybrid offer. You can tell them, hey, I think your house would sell for $220,000 on MLS, but I can either write you a $180,000 cash offer right now or I can help you fix it up and you'll list it for 220,000 on MLS. These are buyers that are looking for quick cash offers. Tens of thousands are submitting these forms every single day and they're skipping the listing process. But so many of you guys out there are such good agents, it's a great opportunity to get that lead and help them maximize sales price for their home. So again, go to leadpropeller.com and think about signing up for your own investor site so buyers will start reaching out to you asking you to make an offer on their home. Yeah. How good are the leads? So the, you're talking hundreds of leads. Is it, do you have to talk to a hundred to actually get a deal or is yeah. it easy to get a deal or? Yeah. I was closing just under 1%. I was like 0.95% on, wow. on Facebook leads. So that's, in, that's incredible. So the, so our kind of quick math through that is you're probably paying between five and 15 bucks per lead. Yep. And the, and just for, for new agents out there doing different lead sources, just knowing that some of them are from some websites, you might close one out of 30, one out of 50. I love, I love it when people do know their numbers on some stuff like this. So it's like, if you want to look into Facebook leads, at least a couple of years ago, five to 15 bucks, a phone call or a lead. And then Cody's talking to a hundred of them to get to close one. And it is a, it is a great way to get that phone ringing. But if you, if you have 40 people say no, don't get discouraged, right? Like okay. if, if, if that's the business plan you've chosen, the just know that it's that's one out of a hundred is okay, and the and it's about even when we hire new contractors in new markets, we try to tell people like the first ten contractors we hire, nine of them aren't going to work, but we're not going to know until we hire them all and get to see. So it's kind of like you never know who's going to yeah. who's going to say yes. What do you wish you would have known when you first became an agent? Oh man, I think the one thing that I've, I probably wish I would have known or just realized a little sooner. I, I kind of knew it, but I didn't know to what level it would uh, you know take place. Um, and that's just that this business is hard. You know, I think a lot of new agents get into the business and think, okay, cool. I got my license. I'm ready to go. I'm going to have friends and family calling me. We're going to sling some deals and make a bunch of money. And I just don't think that's a reality for 99% of agents. You know, some people um, have a natural sales ability or they've got the charisma or the personality or the, the network to really succeed off the bat. But I think most agents do struggle a little bit. And um, I, I guess I kind of just wish I knew that a little bit more upfront. Like I said earlier, if I hadn't been on that team for the first uh, or teams in general for the first couple of years, I mean, it would have been, I, I probably would have fallen out of the business. Like a lot of people do. Yeah. The, and so now I think you get most of your leads through YouTube now, right? Like digital, yeah. digital marketing yeah. stuff. So instead of paying for leads, you've kind of grown this evergreen kind of marketing system out there where people reach out to you. Do I understand that right? Yeah. Yeah, that's correct. It's a hundred percent organic. It's all YouTube at this point. How did you get into that? <laughs> That's a good question. I was, uh, you know, doing Facebook, doing um, a little bit of open houses. That's how I was generating most of my business, and kind of just got to the point where I got a little bit burnt out with Facebook and was just looking for other opportunities. And I, at the time, I was actually watching a lot of YouTube, just different, you know, about hobbies that I'm into or just different uh, things, just YouTube in general. And um, actually, you know, kind of, I don't know, it just clicked in my head like, hey, this is a cool kind of creative outlet. I want to try making some YouTube videos. And it wasn't even necessarily 
uh, real estate focused. It's kind of evolved over time. But when I first got started, it was really just, I want to talk about stuff that I enjoy, which is money and finance and investing and real estate and all these things, because I, I don't know, I just need to talk about it. Right. You, I think in, sometimes in real estate, it can be pretty lonely. And, you know, especially for me, like I work from home now, I don't have coworkers in the office or anything like that. So I just wanted a creative outlet to kind of share my thoughts and just try, I guess, try to build a community was the, was the idea around it. And eventually it evolved into actually talking about real estate, talking about my local area. And that's how I got into YouTube. You know what, that's how I grew it into what it is today. Yeah. I'm looking at your YouTube page right now and it's, uh, it's impressive stuff. You've got pros and cons of living in Utah in 2020 pros and cons of living in Salt Lake city. Um, things no one will tell you about living in Salt Lake city, living in Utah as a non-Mormon. And you're looking at these 56,000 views, 16,000 views, 12,000 views. Yeah. Um, how often do you create a video? And some of them you're just like walking down the street. How often do you create a yeah. video? Yeah. So, uh, right now I'm doing a video about once a week. Um, every once in a while I'll throw out a second one in a week. Uh, but when I first started, it was two to three videos a week for sure. Yeah. If somebody is thinking about starting that, right? Like yeah. we've had a lot of people on the podcast to talk about different classes and courses and things like that. And, um, and you're actually providing, you know, some free YouTube courses as part of what's going to be in the toolbox. But yeah, if somebody says, Hey, I want to start a YouTube page right now, what are the first four or five videos they should start with? Because uh, so much of everything is just start, yeah. right? And yeah. if you've never done video before, that can seem overwhelming. But like recording four or five videos and uploading them to me does not seem overwhelming. Which yeah. four or five would you tell people to do? Yeah. So the thing that you've got to focus on is is you got to you got to look at what people are searching for, you know. And generally with YouTube, I'd say probably eighty to ninety percent of the leads that I'm getting are people relocating to my area. Um, that's kind of been exaggerated because of the pandemic. And uh, everything going on with that. So that's been really uh, beneficial actually to my business because people are moving around. And um, so a lot of people coming in from out of state. So they're looking for these certain uh, video topics. And so the top five videos that I'd recommend making first would be pros and cons of living in your area, um, cost of living in your area, something around the theme of like, don't move to my area if you don't know X, Y, Z. Um, I would also do a vlog, uh, probably two vlogs. I'd probably pick the two most populous or popular um, cities in your area and actually go do a vlog around them. So one of my first videos was top five neighborhoods in Salt Lake. And uh, I just picked the the best five neighborhoods where housing was good, schools are good, crime was low, all that stuff. And I uh, just went and did a tour. And uh, you can find some examples on my channel of, of what that looks like. So those are things that people are actually searching for. It's not like Hey, how to buy a house in Salt Lake City? That's not what people are looking for. They're looking for what are the pros and cons of living there? What's the cost of living there? What does it actually look like? Are there trees? Are there sidewalks? How wide are the roads? What do the houses look like? Those are the things that they're actually looking for. Hey, real estate rock stars. This is Aaron Buchastegui, and I'm interrupting myself to bring you this commercial break from one of our sponsors. And I know, I know you guys would much rather listen to the content and not the ads and not the sponsors, but this is one that I'm actually super, super excited with. You know, so many of the realtors that we interview on the show, they talk about how much systems are important and how much follow-up is important. And I'm really, really excited about our new sponsor. There's somebody I've been looking at for a long time. And when they reached out to me, I said, yes, we have to be able 
to do this deal. So that sponsor is Follow Up Boss. You know, on an interview last week with Agent Mark McGuire, I asked him what his favorite software and what his favorite system was. And he said it was Follow Up Boss. And then he went on for another three or four minutes to talk about why Follow Up Boss was the best CRM he uses. So there's a lot of superstars out, out there that use Follow Up Boss. Some of the stats they gave me, Robert Slack, 1.5 billion team in Florida, number one in the US. He uses Follow Up Boss to get a 400% ROI on its massive paid lead spend. Deborah Beagle, co-owner of the Ashton Group in Nashville, uses Follow Up Boss to guarantee the agents who join her team get two homes under contract in the first 90 days. That's a big guarantee for new agents. Barry Jenkins of the, your friends in real estate uses Follow Up Boss to automate everything so his team can produce 200 million on 25 hour work weeks. All right, so here's an offer. You guys are gonna get this special for being Real Estate Rockstars listeners. Now I've, I've used Follow Up Boss. We've actually used it in our non-real estate businesses as well because it's so good at being able to set timers, set automatic texting and emailing, and what do, what do you know, best name ever, Follow Up. So here's what we got. For Real Estate Rockstars listeners, get a 30-day free trial. That's normally 14 days. So in order to get this, you go followupboss.com forward slash rockstars. Again, followupboss.com, just like it sounds, forward slash rockstars. Go there, get your 30-day free trial, and check it out, especially if you aren't using any systems or any CRMs yet. This will be a great one for you to start with. All right, everybody, thanks again. Now back to our show. Yeah, or, or best neighborhoods in Salt Lake City. I I, yeah. I like that. So yeah. if you guys want to check out his his website, his YouTube page. So it's YouTube. It's living living in Salt Lake City, and the and that's really great advice. I think especially right now, a lot of people are moving around, and more often than not, people are. I mean, people are are moving in cities and they're upsizing and downsizing. But there are a ton of people that are moving to certain states or changing states. Really, it's sometimes they're not even changing. In times of like crisis, it's really easy for people to say location will change my life. It'll change my world. It'll be different there than it is here. And the last couple of years, there's been so much of that for so many different reasons. And so I think you're right. If for whatever your market is, figuring out what would people be searching about that area, the pros and cons of living there, best neighborhoods, cost of living, great advice to, to get started. And then if somebody... If somebody's like, okay, I'm ready to make my first video. I know what my pros and cons are. What advice would you give them about making that video? Like, like anything they should do before they start, any research they should do? Like, how can they make sure the video yeah. turns out good? Yeah, that's a that's a great question. Obviously, with video, there's a lot that goes into it. And I'm not a creative person. I'm I'm very much more an analytical, very logical, rational type person. And so the creative side that I think comes along with video is something that I had to learn. And I think that for YouTube, um, that is something that you either need or you need to kind of learn and just jump in with both feet. You know, even if you're not good at it, uh, I would say you need to do a little bit of research on audio, on um, camera, you know, camera settings and how cameras work um, and lighting. You know, those are the the three things that really matter. Um, You know, oftentimes audio can be the most important as far as like the actual technical filming of the videos. I would say that audio is most important because if a, a video has bad audio, even if the video quality is amazing, people are not going to watch it because they can't hear. They don't know what's going on. There's a wind noise coming across. People don't want to watch or listen to a video that has bad audio. So getting audio dialed in and then getting the lighting dialed in. So you've got some light on your face, um, you know, nice background or whatever, something that kind of looks visually appealing. Um, that's going to be helpful as well. 
And honestly, I think the, the biggest thing is probably just going for it. You know, you're going to make mistakes. You're going to look funny. You're going to have to say the same sentence 20 times. You can fix a lot of that stuff in editing, um, in the, you know, uh, post editing. So I don't, I think a lot of people get hung up on like, you know, oh, I'm not good on camera or, you know, I need to be all professional or be this or be, you know, be this way or that way. And ultimately it comes down to just, I know it's super cliche, but kind of just being yourself and just going for it. Yeah. You could take 20, 30 takes, never, you know, you can always, you, you can always edit the stuff later, which is, it's pretty amazing. Yeah. One yeah. of the things in your form, when you filled out, you talked about what was a great tip you learned from our podcast. And the, yeah, one of the put things that you put in there was the idea that at the beginning of these YouTube videos, and I, I, I don't remember which person I was interviewing that talked about this, but the, I think he, I think he has his own YouTube course. We talked about at the very beginning of the video, being able to say, this is what this video is about. Like, hi, I'm Aaron. And this video is going to be, be about top five things uh, to do in Salt Lake city or best five neighborhoods in Salt Lake city. Um, yeah. And then why, why would someone do that? Yeah. So you really got to capture their attention. Attention. I mean, if you, you might not know this, if you're just starting out your channel, but if you went and looked at my channel, uh, roughly 25 to 30% of people click off the video within the first three to four seconds. So they click on your video. If they don't like the background, if they don't like the quality of it, if something looks a little bit off, they're going to click off right away. If you don't nail that intro, if you don't nail that first 10, 20, 30 seconds, uh, you're going to lose 50, 60, 70% of people who click on the video. And um, so even if you've got a video that might say it has a thousand views, well, if only 50% of them are watching the first 30 seconds, that doesn't do you a whole lot of good because they're not even getting into the meat and potatoes of the actual video. So nailing that um, intro is so crucial. And, and that's really where it comes down to like, don't mess around, you know, don't clickbait them. Don't say, you know, don't tell them a story right off the bat and say, Hey guys, you know, here's what I did today and blah, blah, blah. Nobody cares about that. They clicked on the video because they want to know what the cost of living is. And you kind of just need to get straight into that after you kind of caught their attention and you say, Hey, here's why you need to watch this video. Then you can kind of say, you know, make sure to reach out to me. If you're moving to my area, you can kind of pitch yourself a little bit, but then get right back into the video after that. So the, so when we talked about Facebook leads, we talked about closing one in a hundred. Yeah. What is what is a YouTube lead like? How often are you getting them? What's that experience like? And how often are you actually doing business with them? Yeah. The YouTube is the most mind-blowing lead source that I've ever seen. Um, and that's why I've gone all in on it. The lead quality is extremely high. My price point in 2020 went up over $150,000 not only because the market went up, but primarily because I was working with higher end buyers. Most of the people moving to my area are uh, getting new jobs um, or they've got kind of the financial flexibility to make a move um, and work remote or get a new job or whatever. And generally those people are buying really nice homes. So um, again, I'd have to check uh, my final numbers. It's been a month or two since I checked, but last I did check, I was sitting around a 7% closing ratio. So the lead flow is lower I'm not getting hundreds of leads or anything like you can get with Facebook leads. Um, I've probably pulled in about five or 600 leads over the last two years, but I'm closing at about 7%. So very high ratio, very high quality. These people are reaching out to you. So they really respect what you do as an agent and they respect your time, your professionalism. You know, I think the one thing I also found with uh, Facebook was you get a lot of these leads who you know, you're trying to chase them down. You're like, Hey, you're on my website. Let's go look at some houses. Like you're trying to convince them to work with you. And YouTube is the complete opposite. These people reach out to you and they say, 
I saw your YouTube videos. I can't believe I'm talking to you. I need to, you know, I'm moving to Salt Lake City and here's what I'm looking for. Can you please help me? Like that's, those are literally the conversations that I have. And, you know, I just kind of smile and say, yeah, I would love to help you. Right. I mean, those are the best types of leads. It's like referrals, um, you know, are sometimes the easiest leads. So lead quality is extremely high. It took me, you know, it, it does have a little bit longer of a um, lead time. You know, generally, if people are moving across state lines, uh, they're not making that decision next month. Some ca- in some cases, they are. I've helped people uh, where they call me on a Wednesday. They're in town that weekend. We're making offers. They're under contract by Monday. Sometimes it does happen very quick, but most times it is a little bit slower. So it took me about four months to get my first lead. And that very first lead I got actually uh, was the biggest deal I've ever done. So it, it was it was mind blowing. When I got that lead, I was like, I can't believe this is working. You know, this guy found me off YouTube. He came from Philadelphia. He's a uh, a doctor and a professor at the local or at the you know university there in his area. And uh, he got a new job here, and it was the biggest deal I'd ever done. So amazing. Awesome. And they feel like <laughs> they know you already, right? So they call yeah, you, yeah. and they already know you don't have to do your intro of who you are, your process. They they watched your videos. They feel like they know it. Yeah, they go out there and and generate the business for it. So the so tell so you must be a buyer's agent most of the time. Yeah, it's mostly buyers. So as far as YouTube goes, it's mostly buyers. I have picked up a couple listings um, actually from people who are here in my market, and for whatever reason they're looking, you know, or maybe they get recommended it on YouTube, but they've come across my videos in one way or another, and they say, "Hey, I like your exposure. You know, sell my house." So I picked up a couple listings, but it's mostly. Uh, relocation and buyers. The did you have a similar experience there this last year of five people bidding, you know, putting an offer on a house? Ten, you know, we've even heard stories like, hey, there was twenty offers on this house. Oh yeah, yeah, it, it's still happening. I mean, m- through the spring, it was nuts. I mean, we were seeing twenty, thirty offers on some houses. Almost every single house, if it was in decent shape, had at least three or four offers. So even like you know, every single house was having multiple offers unless it was just way overpriced or a total piece of crap. But it, it was insane. Even now, I mean, uh, just last week, my wife and I were looking at moving. We made an offer on a house over a million dollars, uh, which is high for our price for our market. And they still had 12 offers. So we didn't even end Ooh. up getting the house. But even here in November, which is usually a slow time of year, still 12 offers over a million dollars. Like it's just, it's nuts. You know, the market's crazy right now. Hey, real estate rock stars. This is Aaron Muchastegui with a quick commercial break. Now you've been listening, you've been waiting, and now the big Rent Ready mystery can be revealed. Rent Ready just launched rental property accounting for landlords. It's so new, I haven't even got a chance to check it out yet. Now you can easily connect your rental properties from Rent Ready to an accounting software created specifically for landlords with Rent Ready's newest partner, REI Hub. Now I've used a lot of payment processing systems in the past, and it's always been a challenge even asking them to generate APIs so it can talk to our existing systems. And they're really, any type of software that collects payments doesn't make it very easily to do that. But now with Rent Ready, you can automatically transfer properties and charges from your Rent Ready profile. You can track your income and expenses with matching rules and payment templates to speed up your bookkeeping. View your profit and loss or cash flow by property or unit. Get your portfolios, balance sheets, schedules, and more. Guys, we're so excited about this. And here's something even more exciting. As always, with Rockstars, you get a special, special opportunity. If you're not currently using Rent Ready, you can sign up using our special code ROCKSTAR50 and get 50% off your Rent Ready subscription. Once you set up your properties, you can add rental property accounting as a premium feature. If you're currently using Rent Ready, go check out the new accounting features designed to save you time and money 
while you manage your business. And remember, it's rent ready with an I at the end, R-E-N-T-R-E-D-I.com. Thanks for listening. Go check them out. So if you're representing buyers most of the time in a market like that, what advice would you give people on how to get their offer accepted? Or, you know, when you're competing against 10 other people, 20 other people, yeah. you know, what can you do to get your offer accepted? Yeah, that's a, that's a great question. So I think it comes down to educating the buyer on how the process works, educating them about what happens with earnest money, how the inspection is going to go, how financing goes, um, the appraisal and all of the rules around that. So what I've done to get offers accepted is I'll actually advise clients, hey, we might need to waive our inspection contingency. We might need to waive a financing or appraisal. You know, Here's what's going to happen if we do that. Here's why it'll be stronger. You really have to educate them through the process to make the buyer comfortable with that. And that comes from having confidence and explaining it to them so that they understand it and they feel good about it as long as you do, right? Because a lot of times that's what's necessary is like strong deposit, waive contingencies, good price, quick close, that type of stuff is what sellers are looking for. Sorry, shuts off. <laughs> um, so that's what sellers are looking for um, in this market. And that's what's required from buyers is just making an offer like that and uh, making them comfortable with it so that they feel good going into an offer like that. So the so tell me about the, the stuff that you submitted to the toolbox. So the you've yeah. got a free YouTube kind of course that you've put in there. So for listeners, if you guys go to hybendigital.com, you can click on get the toolbox and everybody we ever interview puts stuff in there, some actionable tips on how to improve on your business. Cody, and what do you, what'd you put in there? Yeah. So uh, we've got in there the, this entire course that I created at one point I thought, Hey, you know, I see a need for this. A lot of agents are asking me questions. I'm going to create a course around this and sell it. And uh, I didn't end up doing much with that. Right. Because I realized I'm, I'm better off just selling real estate. You know, that's my specialty. That's what I know. So I didn't even do much with that. I made a couple sales and eventually just realized, you know what, I've got this course here that is doing nothing. I'm not really making money from it, but there's a lot of really good value in it. I might as well give it out to people. Now, that's basically what I've done. It covers everything from how to get started, the mindset around YouTube, what to know about analytics, what types of videos to make, how to actually film those videos. Um, it goes in depth, everything A to Z on you know how to get started on YouTube and build your own business like I have. Yeah. That's great. So these we're rounding up the, the, you know, the end of the podcast, what, is there anything else you you're really thinking that real estate agents should know anything you're thinking about right now that you want to make sure that we tell everybody? Yeah, I, I think that, I mean, I was really heavy into Facebook for the first four years or so of my career and Facebook was great. When I first got into the business, it was kind of this new thing. Not a lot of agents were doing it. And over time it got more and more saturated. It got more expensive. It got harder and you know, eventually that's kind of why I pulled away from it. So I think a lot of agents are still kind of wrapped up in that. And instead they should be focusing on how do they separate themselves from the pack and do something that's different, right? Um, a lot of agents struggle with networking. A lot of agents struggle with being on video, but yet those are things that uh, because other agents struggle with them, they are things that can be that can put you, you know, at that next level. So uh, for me, even, you know, I see other agents who are on YouTube and they're making like these, you know, amazing production quality videos. And I'm looking at that like, man, that's the next level. That's where I need to get to because YouTube is in that beginning stage of like, you know, when I first got started, it was still kind of this new thing. Not a lot of agents doing what we're doing. It's expanding now. It's gonna, it's going to get more saturated. It's going to get more people in there. And so you really kind of have to set yourself apart um, in one way or another. So 
I think that's the most important thing that I'm thinking about. And I think most other agents should as well. That's awesome, man. So the, if somebody is, you know, has a referral to send out to Salt Lake city, or they want to learn more about your courses or strategies or your, or your videos, I know they can go to your live in Salt Lake city, YouTube page. How else can they reach out to you? Yeah. Yeah. Definitely check out the YouTube page. Um, every, literally every single title thumbnail video on there, feel free to copy it. Just change out Salt Lake city for Atlanta or Austin or, you know, uh, Boston, whatever city you're in, just change it out and uh, you will find success as long as you're consistent with it. So definitely check out the channel. Uh, you can also reach me uh, via email, Cody at fastutahhomes.com, just as it sounds, C-O-D-Y at fastutahhomes.com. Shoot me an email. I'm happy to help. Honestly, no strings attached. I don't have anything to sell. Like I said, I'm giving away my whole course um, that I that's just been sitting there. So um, just reach out. I'm happy to help. I'm happy to, to network and connect with agents. And especially if, if you're in a different market, that's good for me. That's good for you just because um, I have referred out deals from people who are moving to my area. So I think networking is great and I'd love to chat. That is so awesome. And super generous of you really to, to th- say, throw that out there and say, hey, copy my page, change out the words and it will work for you if you're yeah. consistent. That's a huge give, Cody. And the I'm sure people are going to reach out to you and get your stuff out of the toolbox. The uh, Congrats on your success. It was really cool today getting to kind of talk through starting up, kind of talking through joining a team and getting to keep essentially 30% of the commission and the pros and cons of that, right? You get to learn. doesn't cost you any money. It only costs you time to going through then buying your own leads. And so you're getting to keep a little bit more of the deal. And now it's costing you, you know, $900 to $1,000 a deal instead of, you know, $5,000 a deal. And then now you've created this organic evergreen long-term marketing. And I think that process is kind of one that everybody, you know, everybody should be aware of the options that are out there and the work and why. And as somebody, you know, if, if you're out there and you're ready to start a YouTube page now, Cody talked about it, it might take three or four months. So you can get, you can get, you know, you can get those videos started. You can stay consistent, wait for that three to four months. And maybe you're going to buy some leads or do some of the other stuff he talked about along the way until those videos start hitting with really good yeah. stuff. Cody, thanks for being a listener of the podcast. Thanks for coming on the show. Uh, this was great. Yeah, my pleasure. Thanks for listening. All right, real estate rock stars. This is Aaron Muchastegui jumping in again to thank you for listening to the show. Hopefully you guys loved listening to that one. And I want to make sure that you know about all of the extra resources that we have. And also we need your help. They say podcasts are free. You get to listen to podcasts for free. But what is the cost of that podcast? I would say if I could beg you to pay anything for that podcast, I would say the cost of the podcast is going and giving a review. So whether you download it on Google or Apple or YouTube or anywhere else, please go give us a review. Say what you liked, what you didn't like. It helps us get better guests. The more reviews, the higher we get in the rate rankings. Right now, we are the biggest podcast out there for real estate agents. And we want to keep that spot because we know there's lots of podcasts out there. So go give us a review. Also, be sure to go to hybendigital.com. If you liked any of the resources that those real estate agents talked about, we've got a huge video vault of those resources for free. Every penny that comes on the podcast that we interview, they give us something that helps them get their deals or helps them work with their clients. And we put that in the toolbox in our vault for you. So go to hybendigital.com and you can get it. If you're looking for real estate education, go to rebusuniversity.com. We have all sorts of courses in there to help agents succeed in real estate how to get the listing, how to negotiate deals, you know, how to become an investor, all sorts of different stuff, rebusuniversity.com. And if you want to chat with me, 
go find me on Instagram. If you come find me on Instagram, you can send me messages. Tell me what you want to hear. Tell me what you liked, what you didn't like. We try to put a bunch of content out there too. You can find me in two different places. It's at rerockstars.com for our Real Estate Rockstars page or at erinamuchastegui.com for my personal Instagram page where I can chat with you about all sorts of different things. Thanks for listening. We'll see you again soon. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.